We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast, presented by Twisted T. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Forge Studio here with you today. Putting the final touches on Ole Miss's 73-7 win over Mercer. We'll do that pretty quickly and then move ahead to Tulane, a big winner over South Alabama on a Saturday night there in New Orleans and heading into uh, this Saturday, 2.30, the Rebels in the Green Wave, ESPN2, the uh, channel for that one. So we'll hit that. We'll look around the SEC, look around college football and more here on this Labor Day, on this Monday. Hopefully you took advantage of uh, the different ribs, pulled pork specials there with the Oxford Exxon. Got a lot of different sales, a lot of different specials for catering. The football game weekends, but whenever you need them, you get a couple slabs, you get the uh, pound of pulled pork and a side. They got a lot, tons of combinations for whatever it is you're looking for there with the Oxford Exxon and Blue Sky here in Oxford. Also the uh, the beer cave, you probably had some alcoholic beverages in the Grove where you were tailgating, hanging out, watching football on Saturday Check out the beer cave, the Oxford Exxon, 34 degrees of uh, alcoholic goodness there inside that. And again, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Just right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102. Just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901 901- Seven five nine three one one one. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four p.m. Quick uh, programming note, kind of on the fly. We've decided this. I can't get this sound to go away. Uh, we will not do any more live shows this week until we can get that fixed. We'll we'll record. We'll put it on audio. We'll load in podcast form. But it's um, th- something in the board. I can't figure it out. 
I'll have to get somebody professionally to come in here and do it. So we'll uh, we'll just we'll tape the rest of the week probably and get those shows to you. Yeah, the podcast is obviously our ultimate concern here. So we'll do it the best we can to the highest quality that we can for uh, for that. Um, around the network post game show on Saturday. Put that to you by Dead Soxy. Remember going all the way through until I kick off against Tulane. That's two thirty on Saturday. Forty percent off. Rebels won by more than that. It was capped at forty. Forty percent off. Dead Soxy. DeadSoxy.com. There for all your sock needs. Again, thanks to them for uh, sponsoring our post game show. That is in podcast form up on the site at RebelGrove.com. MPW Digital on our YouTube page. So whether you want audio or video, that is up. There from the post game show, we talked to Jeffrey, Pete Deweese gave us some time and talked to Neil as well. So a lot of stuff there from the post game show. Also uh, this morning, if you're just kind of into college football and realignment, it's not necessarily Ole Miss related at all. But I uh, I talked to SMU, uh, I guess Mega Booster would be the way to put it. Ray Washburn, one of the people that was architects of SMU moving to the ACC, talked to him a pretty good bit about that move. What's in store for uh, SMU? What went into it and how quickly they pivoted from Pac-12 to ACC to try to save their program there. So. Um, you can find that on our uh, network as well this morning. That up in podcast form as I uh, as I talked with Ray. He uh, he was classmates with Eric Dickerson, Craig James, knew those back in the eighties. So we did some Pony Express stuff, and then moved through to uh, them now joining Cal and Stanford with the relocation to the ACC. Just heads up on that on the network this uh, this morning. Lane Kiffin will speak at one o'clock today. That is a schedule change. Usually you guys get uh, quick hits and quick reactions from Lane around noon. One o'clock is when that uh, schedule is here today for that. So just be aware if you're really sitting on pins and needles and awaiting the uh, the comments that are coming from uh, from one Mr. Kiffin here this uh, this afternoon. I know it's been a couple of days. you got 10 thoughts up. Um, we'll hit some SEC stuff as we go on. But from an Ole Miss standpoint, you've got some observations. And I think either number one or number two of 10 thoughts. Uh there's, it's not a game where we changed much opinions or you had to rewatch tape or anything along those lines. I'm but not rewatching as you're, that. <laughs> as you're moving forward. That was the longest game. It was four hours. Did it go four? Yeah, the second half just was forever. It's not all Miss's fault. It's my one overriding. I, I agree with you, by the way. I'm, I like the faster clock, but the TV commercials are just. Well, yeah, they haven't actually slowed anything down. I mean, it, it's just more commercials. I didn't watch it last night, but LSU Florida State, I saw at the half, the game was two hours old when they went to half. They have filled in the actual whatever with just different things, commercials, what whatnot. I mean, it was this posted? This is posted on the board this morning. So it's from Reddit. Um, we're gonna say this person is right, so you have to take that into account. Game last night, LSU, Florida State. Game presentation time, okay? So what they mean by game presentation time is not in a, a traditional commercial format, but that doesn't include when they do the little teasers, when they do the athlete trivia quote, anything like that still counted as game presentation. But even with saying that, game presentation, two hours and 27 minutes last night. Ad time, 131 ads for 55 minutes and 48 seconds. Wow. An hour of ads for a two-hour two and 25-minute football game. The actual football game, 227, adds 131 ads for 55 minutes and 48 seconds. So I wonder how many ads are in an NFL game. 
How many minutes of ads? I mean, in a, I mean, I have no idea. I'm something curious. I can look for for tomorrow. I no, no idea, I mean, I wasn't asking you to look it up at this moment. I'm just curious. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I have the same. I have that same curiosity. My, my guess is not anywhere close to as much. I mean, that is that is wow. I mean, it really is just a wow thing. So there was another uh, note that I saw somewhere. I was going to try to find it in, in a second about actual game time changes through one weekend. Again, just one weekend, still small sample sizes. But from what I saw, it went very much in line with um, what Lane had sort of predicted as far as the 1.7 or whatever it was and how that possessions lost, um, how that would play out through uh, through a week. I'll look for that in a second while we're uh, talking about something else. But, you know, look, the offense looked great. We talked about quarterbacks at nauseum. That's a lot in the postgame show. Defensively is where a lot of the conversation has gone since the end of the game on Saturday. And it's Mercer. And I feel like we have to keep saying it's Mercer to the point that it's kind of annoying because it's just sort of the lead into every part of this because you can't necessarily take anything from a average FCS team. Um was the defense slow? Was it because it was week one? What what do you look like? How much do you focus on stats? I mean, where is your mind with the Ole Miss defense after that one week? Me? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I thought they looked better. They played a bunch of guys. I heard people say they looked slow. So I kind of wonder if that made me think they were looking slow. I didn't necessarily notice that live. Um, I'd done the show with Pete, obviously, so I knew about some of the stuff that Mercer does to keep you guessing a little bit. They try to make you think. They try to make you bust assignments. They try to cancel out some of your speed advantage by doing the misdirection stuff that they do. So I'm sure that was part of it, I'm guessing. But look, I I don't think I think you gotta be super careful. And I know we all do this and it's part of the fun of it in the first week of September, but I thought Ole Miss looked really good in general. I think they have a really high ceiling. I still think that. I think the ceiling's probably a little higher than I thought it was. That being said, it was Mercer. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as if you're Mississippi State, you can't get all willy today that you whipped southeastern Louisiana. If you're Texas A&M, you can't be just geeked out of their mind that you blew out New Mexico. If you're Arkansas, you can't be you know, just absolutely full of yourselves because you whipped Western Carolina. The, of, of course you whipped those teams. Everybody else would have too. So I, I just think you have to take a deep breath a little bit and, and go see. And there, are there some teams around the league that got tested? Yeah. LSU, obviously, I was way wrong on LSU. I, I didn't see it, but I looked at the box score. Um, they they had no answer for Florida State. Now, is there a chance that Florida State's an elite team that would have whipped most everybody in the SEC? Sure, we don't know the answer to that. Um, Drake May just just ate up South Carolina Saturday night. Would he have eaten up most SEC teams? I don't know. He looked really good. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What would what would Ole Miss or Texas A&M or Mississippi State or Arkansas or Auburn have done against North Carolina on Saturday in Charlotte? I don't know. Those are the things you don't know. I feel confident South Carolina would have beaten Mercer. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So, you know, you, 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 have, to, you have to take some of that with, with a grain of salt. But look, I, I think it's a talented roster. They are playing a lot of people on defense. Um, they have... They have some impact players, uh, especially in the secondary. 
I think Perkins is going to be an impact player sooner rather than later at linebacker. And they're playing enough bodies up front on on the defensive line that a I think that at least they can stay fresh and b maybe someone will 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 sort of flash over the course of the next few weeks. I think they're better on defense than they've been the last couple of years. Does that mean that they're elite? I don't know yet. I don't I don't know that they have that one edge guy that that just disrupts the hell out of out of a out of an opposing offense. But we're not going to know that against Mercer. We'll start to see a little bit on Saturday against Tulane because they're going up against a quarterback who. Uh, can hurt you if you don't pressure him. Yeah, and I, I mean, I assume that he will be either shot up or healthy um, on Saturday night. He was really banged up late in that game against South Alabama. They brought him back in after he was limping and kind of took himself out for a second, but it was just a handoff and then kneel. And even on the kneel downs there late in the game, he couldn't go all the way down. He was still really favoring the inside of his left knee. Um, have not heard anything about that since since then, but I, I would still would expect for the most part Michael Pratt to be uh to be healthy in that game on Saturday or not show effects of uh of that. Yeah, look, if you're telling me to pick a concern out for Ole Miss right now, it's one game and it's Mercer, and it would be just as much of an overreaction as when we go, oh my God, they're going, everyone is going fifteen and zero and winning the national championship. It's linebacker play. Perkins is really good. He's very athletic. He's a freshman. He's going to have going to have some issues. Um, they seem to, in my opinion, one again, one game. They don't necessarily have that middle stabilizing force that's a Chance Campbell or a Troy Brown or someone that just sort of plays that position a little bit. It feels like they have probably more athleticism. They're more athletic there, but don't necessarily have like that person who does what those guys did from an alignment, getting everybody moved, the experienced dude, like that. that. I want to see what that looks like as they move forward because that's where you're moving a lot of pieces in and out. I kind of have some questions still. And I, I think that's just an unknown. We don't know what that looks like yet. But that would be my biggest, hmm. And then, frankly, you know, look, we, we talked about this, and it's, it's not a criticism. It's a pressure. But it's something that absolutely matters. Unless someone pops and there's something come out of nowhere, Cedric Johnson's got to be better. It's one game. It's Mercer. But – out of position a lot on for on Saturday. Did not play overly well on Saturday. He's always benefited from playing alongside alongside someone. Sam Williams or um, Tavius Robinson, who was underrated as a player at Ole Miss. Frankly, even among Ole Miss fans, I thought they underrated how impactful he was. And now he's the guy that people are keying on because I don't know that there is somebody on that other side that's an NFL player. Yeah, Sam's an NFL player. Tavius is an NFL player. I don't know that those other guys are surefire NFL guys. And so Cedric's going to get everybody's best look. Yeah, maybe he makes somebody else better, but whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just saying if if that is where that sack production has to come from, then that needs to look differently than it looked on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about that. Agreed. You know, and I mean they're going to play they'll play some pretty good offensive lines here pretty soon. You know, and it's again, it's just so hard to judge. It's just, it's almost impossible to, to come away from a 73 to seven game that could have been a hundred to seven. Sure. Of course. And go, okay, well, here's, here's what we know. <sighs> well, it's even like on the first three series. Look, I think Dark, Dart really drove the ball into lanes. I thought he played well. I thought he made the right decisions. I thought as much technical as we could get out of it. At the same time, Trey Harris was dominating the corners where he right. was open. It was just throw the ball right. to him, and we're playing pitch and catch at this point. You had you had a minute to look around. Dark could wind up. I mean, right. 
what does that mean? I don't know. Looks good, but it is what it is. Now, look, it's one week, the clock thing. Go to that here and we'll move on. We've got two numbers for you, two sets of stats. And again, I'm just assuming the internet is correct. So if they're not, you can blast me and tell me and I'm an idiot and these people are making it up. But we're going to say they're correct for the sake of the conversation. Okay. So I just I talked about game presentation ads a second ago. 131 ads in the game. Sure. That was the one game, LSU-Florida State last night. 131 ads? I think that's what it said, yeah. I think that's correct. Okay, so here's four stats for you. Okay. In 2022, uh, for the whole season, games lasted three hours and 21 or 22 minutes, okay, on average. Okay. 321 or 322, I don't remember which one. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, in 2022, plays per game, 131. Drives per game, 24. Both teams, obviously. Plays per drive, five and a half. Okay? Mm-hmm. Through one week of the college football season, or without Clemson and Duke tonight. Game times, 319. So it took three minutes off. Good. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, plays per game, 117. 14 fewer plays through one week compared to all of last season. Drives per game, 21.7. So it took away two point change drives away. A drive per team. Right. And plays per drive through one week of the season, five point four. So statistically the, exactly yeah. the same. Because that that's be, not going to right. change. That's, that has no that has no bearing on anything at all. So you have knocked off three minutes and knocked off fourteen plays through a week of the season. I I I rest my case that this makes no sense on why that is a better change for college football at all. I lose fourteen plays to save three minutes. You're impacting the game from a play standpoint to not actually make the game any shorter at all. Just put more commercials in the game. Yeah, makes it's the it's the funny part of it where you can convince people. Oh no, we're shorting the game. We're making this whatever. No, you're not. You're actually making more money per capita. We're doing something for us and making it look like we're doing something for you. Yeah, but they could have done that by just raising the ad rates. Well, sure. I don't know. But the game I covered in person felt like in the second half it dragged. Like to the point where I looked up at one point, I was like, are we really, we're just now starting the fourth quarter? I'll, I'll, anybody who criticizes anybody for leaving that game early, you're wrong. No, and, and Lane Brickley went out of his way to credit the students a few times, yeah. and that's all he did. I mean. Yeah, I didn't notice, and I didn't. So, from a viewing standpoint, obviously, I was at the Ole Miss game for a half, left, went and got ready for the postgame show, watched the second half on television, and then I flipped back and forth pretty much the entire games of South Carolina, North Carolina, and Tulane, South Alabama. It was just kind of back and forth through the majority of the games. When both of them got a little extended, then I might have flipped to something else. And then I watched 25, like, actual minutes of Texas Tech Wyoming before I went to sleep because Wyoming was up and I was just, I don't know, it was on and whatnot. I did not feel like the games felt any shorter. I didn't. But again, I think because they're filling it with commercials, you're not actually moving any faster. That's that, that's the flaw in the argument when they say, yeah, but with, no, the fans don't care about one fewer possession. You're moving the game along. You're not moving the game along. You're just killing it with something else. No, I mean, the, that's the issue. The TV breaks are forever. I mean, they're forever. Like, you look up and it's, you see them with the clock and it's like 3.30 or 3.40. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow, really? Are we taking a four-minute break? 
And the answer is yes. I mean, that's insanity. It's, it's, it's somewhat frustrating. I mean, we're not going to talk about this every week, but, I mean, you've had one week. It's time to look at the numbers. and I mean, it's not changing. They're not going to move I'm the rule. I'm for shortening the, the, the TV breaks. And I, I'm for the moving clock. I like the moving clock. I don't like the clock stopping on every first down. I'm in the minority, but I'm, I'm, I like the NFL-style game better than I like the college-style game. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority on that. I, I acknowledge it. I'm not against that. I just don't think the college offenses can run it with the same efficiency to make it look the same. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's more of that side of it than anything else. And now, look, it still stops two minutes for the half, two minutes at the end of the half, like for both halves. So that there, there's that anyway. But All right. We'll spin ahead to week two. We'll do that in a second. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made the real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, when you're tailgating, you're in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your game day experience, perfectly compliments your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to the unforgettable game day experience, Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He will be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting, see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, Call uh, Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. Again, that's astock.bid. The College Corner is in Oxford now. A lot of you probably stopped there on uh, your way in or out of the stadium on Saturday. It's in the Oxford Commons right off Sisk Avenue, more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will get you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. CollegeCornerStore.com. There are also two locations in the um, Jackson area. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to help you recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout 
for 20% off your purchase. Speaking of promo codes, the uh, score sale uh, maxed out at 40% since Ole Miss won the game by 67 points. Um, 40% off by at deadsoxy.com. Just go there, hit the promo code Rebel Grove. Uh, between now and the start of the Tulane games to so 2.30 Central Daylight Time Saturday, and you get 40% off everything at deadsoxy, deadsoxy.com. Speaking of game changer patches, they're also available at GNM Pharmacy. So if you're coming in for the weekend, you can pick up one there. And while you're at GNM, you should transfer your medications. Get away from the big box pharmacies. Let GNM take care of you. They're also there in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs at 662-236-2222. They offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same time each month and take care of you. They also individually package your medications. Tons of different options for you there with GNM. So again, that is in Oxford on South Lamar. That's 662-236-2222. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PromShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. The New style barbecue, the signature, the garlic um, flavor there to the uh, signature, the uh, lemon cracked pepper. A lot of options for you. You can get five pouches or more with code twenty five for code RG for 25% off. Again, that's code RG, 25% off with Prime Shrimp. They also have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. I like what's at the grocery store. Take your higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based brand. So that's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Let's see. Look ahead. We'll kind of look at lines for the week and then talk about uh, any final thoughts from week one as we uh, get to those teams. Again, Clemson and Duke finish up week one of the college football season tonight. Duke is uh, getting 13 in Durham. And that one, Clemson minus uh, 11 to open and now minus 13 there in the season opener for uh, for both teams, Vanderbilt and Wake Forest on uh, on Saturday. This is showing a ten a.m. start. That's not right, is it? Is that actually correct? It's ten a.m. Central. I think it's an is it really? I think it's okay. an eleven a.m. local local right. start. There you go. So in uh, in Winston Salem, Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. A lot of black and gold. A lot of smart kids. Uh, Vanderbilt getting eleven and a half. The two and O Commodores eleven and a half in this one. Maybe Stanford made Vanderbilt look a little look a little better with what they did with Hawaii. Maybe Stanford just sucks. I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, uh, if Vanderbilt is getting to six, they need to get to three on Saturday. Yeah, That's for, for sure. dang sure. For so sure. We'll see in this one. I don't know. I I I did not exactly watch Vanderbilt and Alabama A and M on Saturday, so I don't know what to make of it. I continue to sort of feel bad for AJ Swan because I think he's a really good quarterback, mm-hmm. and there's not much around him. That that is my Vanderbilt take at this point. Yeah, I saw none of that game. They scored a lot of points. Maybe they cleaned some things up. Maybe Alabama A&M, this is more likely, sucks. If I was in your McCready and Siski thing, I think I would like this one. And maybe I've become too much of a believer after week one. I like Notre Dame covering uh, six and a half at NC State on Saturday. Oh. North Carolina State was pretty sluggish with UConn yeah. on Thursday. I know UConn's better, but come on. I, I, I like the Golden Domers on the road right there in, in Raleigh against okay. Dave Doran and I'll, his... Uh, I'll keep that in mind. I might as well take shots because I'm... Do you have a rough week? I mean, I have a rough week every week. I'm not good at it. I don't watch enough to be good at it. So I, I'm guessing. So when I get hot, it's just because I got lucky. Coin flips 50% of the time. You got a shot. So, hey, yeah. some games are going to go your way if it's if it's working out for, uh, for that one. A very... Um, 1700s patriotic game in Charlottesville this week as James Madison is in Virginia to play uh, Thomas Jefferson's alma mater. So oh. we have a uh, have a lot going on there. Uh, James Madison versus Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. 
Uh, let's see, Purdue, Virginia Tech. They both, no get, they both get canceled today. So yeah. Utah only giving six and a half to Baylor on uh, Saturday in Waco. You like the Utes, or is that a trap line? Didn't Baylor lose? Texas State popped them. Yeah, that's a weird line. Is Cam rising back, or does it matter? We watched Joe Montana out here against Florida playing quarterback for the Utes. I was going to say, I thought the backup played a pretty good game for Utah. He did. How about this one? It's going down a lot. This one surprised you. Okay. Colorado at home, their home opener after the whole Dion TCU thing. Nebraska oh. on Saturday. You know what this line is? I don't. Three. Colorado minus three? Yeah. Oh, I don't hate Nebraska here. Yeah. It opened at seven and is down to three. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Everybody jumping on the buffs, going to go win the pack, all that stuff. No, no, no. Because I, I think TCU defensively sucks. Giving Colorado a ton of credit. He's done a hell of a job. It's, not not it, criticizing, but saying we are putting a – we're putting a TCU as the national runner-up scope on this. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's not do that. That was the one game other than Ole Miss Mercer that I, I watched a lot of. Look, Colorado's really talented in the skill spots. I mean, Travis Hunter's just an absolute monster. The running backs really the freshman running back is really, really good. Shador Sanders is really good. Sure. Defensively, Colorado is it's 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 touch and go. Now Nebraska can't score a lot, but they're a big physical team. that I'll say this. If the goal was to make Colorado must-watch television, they've kind of gotten there early. I mean, that's an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, sure. I'm curious enough. I am too. To put it on one of the screens. And, and, and as said here, Nebraska played pretty well in oh, Matt Rule's opener. Like they, could, they, they should have won the football yeah, game. I was going to say, you could argue that they should have won. Jeff Sims had two really dumb throws. Some stuff happened, but they they played they played okay. They were not bad. No. Now Minnesota's not a world beater, but still. no. But Flex been there for a minute. That was I thought it was a pretty good performance for Rule in his opener. Look, Matt Rule's going to win at Nebraska. I didn't say he's going to win national championships. He's going to win at Nebraska. They're not. They're, they're going to be a respectable program. They're going to be a consistent bowl team. They're they're going to make the postseason. Not the playoff postseason, but the postseason. They're going to win. They're not. They're not going four and eight consistently. Now, if you want to set the over under on Matt Rule's tenure on average wins per season at seven, I'll take the over. Agreed. And it's somewhere around there, but sure. Yes. You go over instead he's, of under. He's he's going to win more than he loses. Texas A and M. The New Mexico was no no match for the Aggies on Saturday, and uh, and that one with them throwing the ball around, Bobby Petrino. Calling up the ball plays. A lot of stuff going on there in College Station. Nils traded in all of his purple and gold. It's all maroon now. Back on the Aggie bandwagon as they get into week two. Listening to people who watched the game. Not A&M people, but people. <laughs> it had a different look to it. It wasn't. It was, it was Petrino's offense. Sure. Now, that was one week, and they were having great success. No adversity yet. We'll see. But but so far, okay. That's that's all the body of evidence that we okay. have so far. Sure. But so far, it's Petrino's offense, and and Weigman looked really good in it, and they have a really talented roster. They do. They are in Miami. They're at Coral Gables on Saturday, giving three and a half. 
Oh, laying them. Aggies minus three and a half at the Hurricanes on Saturday. Lock. SEC they beat them last year all effed up. SEC teams had a hard time with ACC teams over week one. Oh, that's true. Goes into week two. That's true. That's true. A&M minus three and a half. The over-under on this one, 48 and a half, by the way. Pretty low. Oh, that's kind of low. I kind of like the over. I just know nothing about Miami, but I, I'd probably lay the points. Yeah, sir. But interesting line there. The uh, Cyhawk Trophy is this weekend. Uh, big game. In, uh, in Ames. Iowa giving four, which is basically like giving 18 when Iowa's involved. Uh, the Hawkeyes minus four against the Cyclones. Uh, the the Brian Ferens watch is negative one after yeah, week one. He, he, one. he only had 24 points in the opener against Utah State. Feels like a missed opportunity on his part. You need, if, if you're not doing this, just for the fun of it, because it's not as vitriolic as a Tennessee or A&M Twitter fight, is watching the mentions on Facebook or Twitter below Iowa scores. Because the fans just want him gone to where they don't really, they're worried about points being scored. They want to win games, but they need him out of here. There was a complete Facebook group of comments under something with do with Iowa yesterday that I happened to stumble across where they're terrified that they're going to get into like a bowl game and be like 10 points away and they're going to have like two pick sixes taken back and the defense is going to score. Because that's what their frustration is, is because they put all points, not offensive points. Oh. And they said, we score as much on special teams and defense as we do offense. So you're giving your son a steroid here by saying if the defense plays well, that adds to the point total. It is not offensive points. It is total points for Iowa this season. The contract is available online. I have seen it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good game, though. They'll, I think they beat Iowa State. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. This game last year was like 10 to 7, Iowa State. It was a really close game. Quick movement, Ole Miss's way on oh, the this Ole Miss. At Iowa. That's right, because last year it was in Ames. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, really? But for some reason, I had Iowa. My, Iowa. my line book says Iowa at Iowa State. I think it's at Iowa State. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss at Tulane. This line jumped very quickly. It opened yesterday at Ole Miss minus three and a half. It is uh, Jeez, moved I wish up. Someone would have told me. It is moved up to six now. Three and a half to six on this. This one. is this is not going to be a close game. I don't think it's a close game. I thought Tulane looked a lot better than I thought they were going to. I'll be honest. I watched that game and kind of went, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what people are saying, but I'm, I'm just gonna, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of watched it when I don't know. Like I saw, I saw. Look, I, I get it, and I'm not criticizing. I understand, but you're doing a lot of Tulane on the helmet. Oh, for sure. And it's like I don't know. They look pretty good. I thought they looked good on Saturday. I know South Carolina made a made South Alabama made a ton of mistakes. I get it. But that's a talented, experienced thought, South Alabama team. Yeah, I thought Tulane took it to them on Saturday. But Tulane dominated the game. Not saying Ole Miss is losing. That's not my point. But I'm not saying I, I don't know that I would go just put my mortgage on six and go. Oh my God, this is a given. I I, I don't know. I'm going to pick Ole Miss to cover, but I backed off of that a little bit after watching Saturday as far as it's just going to be a – because I tell you what I did. I had this probably a 17-point game, 20-point game. Now I think it's a 10- to 14-point game. It's kind of where my head's at on this. I gave Tulane an extra touchdown after watching them play South Alabama. Maybe even a little more. Gets back to what we started with. I don't know that as of today I really know what Ole Miss's defense is. I just don't know. Yeah. And it's a good point here. Rebel Munchkin says that Tulane did a really bad job up front 
And if you couldn't block South Alabama, you're going to be in trouble on Saturday. There was a lot of opportunities to get it. Pratt, he got knocked around. But Ole Miss has to show that. I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, are we really are we really confident that Ole Miss is going to be able to get after the quarterback with their front? Yeah. We'll I mean, see. I'm I don't not, know. I'm not. Not yet. Not saying they can't. We haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just kind of watched it and went, mm. I think they're going to score a little bit. Ole Miss is going to score. Yeah. 30, you know. 41-something, 38-28. See, we're doing this Xavier Harris thing. Here's the thing. Xavier Harris looked good Saturday, but that was a minuscule offensive front in front of him. So he was able to just to physically dominate. Yes, I said, He's got to prove that he can do more than physically dominate. What Mercer has done was give Ole Miss a bunch of incompletes. It's not fail. I mean, no, again, be as we said the other day, if you're bad against Mercer, we pour cold water and go, whoa, 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 There's whoa. There's trouble. Right. But when you dominate, you go, okay. I mean, yeah. move forward. You get to pass go and collect your $200, and we go to next week and see what's what. I mean, Walker Howard and the third team marched down the field to score. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, they, they, they just wasn't much there. And they were thin, and it just wasn't much there. You can't read much from that game. It was good. I mean, almost took care of business. Again, if they'd wanted to win 100-7, to seven, they would have. The uh, heat index on uh, Saturday, somewhere around 110 as of right now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Have awesome. fun. That's awesome. Especially when there's no guarantee there's a press box seat. I don't know what this is going to look like. It did look like a small press box. No, I've been told um, there probably is not room for everyone. So I don't know what that means. Um, oh. Yeah. So I wonder how many road seats Ole Miss gets. I don't know. Because you know Brett Martell is going to get a seat. Of course. If Scott Kushner's covering for someone, he'll get a seat. Yeah. So yeah, there's several. We know several two-lane beat riders. So Clarion Ledger will get a seat because I know how this stuff works. Yeah. Tupelo will get a seat. Yep. I, I think that's it, honestly. My guess is everyone else is riffraff and put wherever the secondary market is at that point. Well, I, again, I don't know. I have no clue. Is that a seat in the stands? I don't know. I, I emailed the Tulane media relations guy last Monday and have not received a response yet. So oh. um, I don't know what that entails <laughs> either way. Um, I have requested help from Ole Miss on this topic to see what the situation is. So um, I don't know. Yeah. But I'll lay six points, six and a half, whatever. I think we've got it locked in at six for our. We thing. do. Yes. We do. I, I will. I will lay, lay six very comfortably. I think it's a seventeen-ish point game. I mean, everyone just makes a point. If, you, if if this game is a huge problem, you have to take Ole Miss and go. Hold on a minute. Then let's reset all the expectations a little bit. That that that's closer to a six-seven than an eight-nine. Or. Tulane's really damn good. Yeah, and I know this is the part that we all struggle to do, and I don't know why. I don't know why it's so hard to every once in a while give the other team credit. Yeah, I think Tulane is a good football team. It's possible that Willie Fritz has turned them into one of those elite group of five teams. That's a hard, it's a pain in the ass for people. He's a really good coach. With a really experienced quarterback. If you talk to people who have worked for Willie, and I have, you have, Jeff Conway, Will Hall, People rave about Willie Fritz. Very organized. Very good evaluator of talent. Runs a really good program. Kids kind of know what to expect. It's a consistency. He's an excellent motivator. 
He's really good. He's a guy that probably should have gotten other opportunities. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know why in our culture and our society we do this. I don't. I don't understand it. Maybe it's because we look at the helmet and go, that, that they're not supposed to be there, so by God, we're not going to let them be there. They won the Cotton Bowl last year. Well, frankly, it's what a lot of national media does to Ole Miss inside yeah, the SEC sure. pecking order. Sure. I know. Well, they scored all those points in the last six minutes. Okay, had they scored those points from the 22nd to the 28th minute, you wouldn't say that. The, the last, as a Cubs fan who watched the Cubs blow two games over the weekend, the ninth inning counts as much as the fourth. Literally the exact same amount. So they won the Cotton Bowl last year. They beat USC. I, I know USC was a little checked out, blah, blah, blah. USC was playing in a New Year's Six Access Bowl for the first time in a minute. They, they weren't completely checked out. It's the Cotton Bowl. We've covered the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl does a really good job of making it feel like a big game. And Tulane won it. And now they just beat a really good South Alabama team that didn't play well. Like Kane Womack said after the game, they played losing football. But that's still, a, still an impressive win. And so, you know, I mean, in a scenario where they play Ole Miss close, you have to, or win the game, you, you, you have to give them credit for what they've done as a program. Can somebody find this for me? What is Tulane's over-under on their season total? I'm just curious because I get it's one week. 10-2 is completely on the table for this team. Their schedule is not complicated at all. The Americans are so much worse after losing those Big 12 teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this. Ole Miss... Southern Miss, interesting game against Will next week, but mm-hmm. they'll be favored. Nichols, UAB, Memphis, North Texas, Rice, East Carolina, Tulsa, Florida Atlantic, and then they close with UTSA. Oh, yeah, they could go. There's on, a lot there. They could go on quite a run. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's, there's a lot of run possibility there for uh, for Tulane. No, look, I think Ole Miss is just going to outscore them. I think that's what it comes down to is you're just going to score more points. Yeah. I mean, and from a, from an offensive standpoint of trying to keep Ole Miss in check, it will be a, a, a huge challenge there in, uh, in that one. Yeah, I think, I think Ole Miss gets into the 40s. Tulane probably gets high teens, low 20s is my guess. Yeah, they can't track meet it. No. But Pratt's a good player. He's a hell of a good college player. No matter what happens on Saturday, that doesn't negate the fact that he's had a hell of a career. Tough kid. Tough kid, a lot of fun. Clearly a leader. Clearly his teammates love him. The whole deal. Frankly, we should celebrate guys like that a little bit. Stayed at one place for a long time. That's true. We should celebrate. He didn't leave and do the whole portal thing. Yeah, we should celebrate that a little bit. So Texas State beat Baylor 42-31 on Saturday. And is that TJ Finley? That's where he is now? I think that is right. They're an 11-point dog at UTSA this weekend. They beat Baylor by double digits and now they're a they're a they're a double digit dog at UTSA. Well, UTSA's really good at They home. are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean Jeff was done a hell of a job. Yeah. There. Big time. But interesting line. Yeah, you no, you knock off a Big Twelve team, and suddenly it's yeah, you're still ten point at the at the guys over here. Big Twelve had a rough day. They're also going to have to kind of get over that win, and let's the 
the Texas State coach, he had on a hat that I think it said, take back Texas. And I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> what? In, 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 I mean, good job. You, you've, done a, you've done a good job. San Marcos, you, you got it all going. But got a question? Yeah, come on. Uh, it's, got, got a question. Marketing-wise, where are we going here? What are we doing? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I can't say. I've, I, the only time I've ever talked to someone from Texas State was we sat by them at a rivals conference one time. Oh, um, yeah. For some reason. Yeah, yeah. They, they were nice dudes. They were whatever. Nice. Yeah, they were great. They were it was nice. fine or whatever. Yeah. Um, they weren't, the, they weren't overly full of themselves. No, no, no. That was my only, uh, it was either y'all can sit by the Texas state guys or you can go sit by those dudes. It's like, well, what's we'll about the Texas state <laughs> yeah. guys? It's fine. I'm sure they're cool. Yeah. It's all right. Can't be worse. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> all right. Uh, continue lines in a second. First, the podcast brought to you by Northeast spark, any SPARC service people across rural communities, two packages, the ignite, the 100 MBPS or the blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and more. So, again, that is the best internet in Lafayette County, 662-238-3159. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle are based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals, and much, much more. Uh, regardless of your level of wealth, they'll sit down with you, st- listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan that's built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Let him know what you're thinking about. Maybe you're thinking about a um, 
a fall trip to the beach. Maybe you're already thinking about your um, uh, Christmas vacation. Maybe you're already thinking about next summer. Regardless, give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options, and you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. It's 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square is the perfect place to plan your uh, company dinner, your festive party event, your Christmas party. OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Contact Jeannie for booking information, for catering information. It's 601-421-7147. We'll have uh, picks up again on Thursday. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Uh, If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent that can help you too, keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. CorinthDental.com. Heavenly Sunshine announcing their holiday light packages. You know, Christmas lights are beautiful. They can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you with a full-service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. Commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights. Might take care of the gifts. You can book in September and receive a uh, free 30-inch lighted deluxe wreath. So, again, that is uh, in September for that wreath. MPW10 is the code to uh, do so. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, and much more. So that's heavenlysunshine.com, 662-342-1203 for uh, that. Getting back into lines for the week, Arkansas, uh, Kent State, another non-conference opponent for the Razorbacks, 37 and a half. I know how much we love these huge lines and not having any idea what the hell to do with them. Yeah, I know. Um, 37 I mean, I and a half for Kent the, State. You just take the points and hope. Hope. That didn't really work out well last week, though, did it? Because Kentucky knocked out Ball State. No, most of the teams. Bama covered. Bama right? covered. Yeah. Most of the teams that that you, um, even the ones that didn't have lines, like Ole Miss. Had, Kent State also is coming off a 56-6 loss to UCF. Oof. So maybe you lay them. I can't lay 37 on Arkansas, but they beat, they lost to UCF by 50. Yeah, I guess you lay them. Their uh na- one week, their Kent State's national rankings team one seventeen, one oh three, one eleven, one twenty four, one twenty nine, one twenty nine, one nineteen, one twenty five. Yeah, Lay them. They're probably not exactly shutting Lay down Rocket. Them. Not exactly shutting down Rocket. Sanders. I got a feeling if they want Rocket to have a day, Rocket will have a day. Yeah, because Ole Miss basically decided Judkins was not having a day. We are we are not screwing this up and letting you sprain an ankle against the Mercer Bears. Well, and Mercer we're going to get you a touchdown. And Mercer was doing that thing where it's like, hey, we're going to. He's not beating us. We're bringing the safeties up. We're going to have an extra hat here. Yeah. Now I let Trey Harris just run all over the field, but 
Well, sometimes you have to choose you your poison. You pick your poison. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. But they had clearly decided you're not going to run for 400 yards on us. Yeah. Okay. Or we'll throw for 500. Or if you do, we're yeah, it's not going to be because we don't try to stop it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, when you're picking the game plan, you're the Mercer DC. It's like, hey, I got one. I, yeah. I, I'm going to do something. We'll yeah. do one thing here, and we'll see how it works. Stop we'll, everything is not on the card when you're <laughs> at Mercer. So it's, okay, well, let's make them throw it. Let's maybe this, you know, like. Like Trey Harris said, he goes, well, that's, wouldn't that be your plan? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, they've got this quarterback thing. Maybe we can play into it. Maybe they throw a pick and somebody does something. Maybe and, yeah, it gets yeah. in their heads. But let's not let four beat us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tennessee plays Austin P this weekend in Knoxville. They routed Virginia. I know no, I have no idea what to make of that because Virginia sucks. Um, Here's what Tennessee did. By the way, uh, we were incorrect last week. Tony Elliott, the former uh, Clemson OC, is the head coach at Virginia, okay. not Bronco Mendenhall. Okay. So. Sorry. Here's – yeah. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> um, Tennessee just looks really athletic. They do. They look good. When you look at their roster, they just look really good. They're good. They are good. They're really good. Now, are they playoff good? I don't know. They're good. He's done a really Heupel's done a really good job. Period. He's stocked their roster in a way that previous coaches there couldn't do it. Probably in a way that no one's done it since Kiffin was starting to do it when he was back there a long time ago. And they're very talented. And, you know, Milton's got a cannon of an arm. North Carolina minus sixteen against Appalachian State on Saturday. I'd like to uh, get a little, get a little North Carolina action there in Chapel Hill for uh, that one. That quarterback's legit. He had a day. He's good. He's he's really good. I, I mean, there is a decent chance that by the end of the year we're having the Caleb Williams or Drake May conversation. Whoever has the first pick in the draft is going to have to do some serious study. The guy with a second pick in the draft can sleep at night and go, Just okay. go hey, you know what? It's not my decision. I can, nothing I can do. I'll take the other one. Yeah. And we'll. You're the one that has to deal the cards, and it is what it is. Uh, speaking of the podcast topic this morning, SMU is at Oklahoma this week. Oklahoma, a 14 point favorite over the uh, Mustangs there in, uh, in Norman. That might be one for me right there. Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma beginning to kind of feel itself a little bit. Seventy two over the red, over the Red Wolves on yeah boy, there's, on Saturday. There's a lot there, but year two in that offense. Gabriel's healthy. They've recruited a few more players to it now. Added some guys out of the portal that fit. SMU uh, hammered La Tech on Saturday. That was their uh, did they? Yeah, that was their opener. Yeah, they. Let's see. Had that right here. Um, actually, that's moved to 16 now. Went from 14 to 16 on that game. Yeah. 14 feels low. Does it? A little bit. <clears throat> Liberty minus 13. We don't really talk about them anymore, but they, they play New Mexico State on uh, Saturday. They're 13-point favorites. Who's their coach now? I don't know. That's me. They, they they no longer matter in my in my scope of anything. It does not. They threw a bunch of money at a couple of people. I know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. North Texas didn't get it done for you. They, no, uh, they're they they're laying 13 against Mike McIntyre and the Florida International Panthers on Saturday. I'll get away from that. No, no, nowhere close. You don't. You don't you I, I, I gave North Texas a shot. We're done. Who's their coach? 
somebody who I won't bet on again okay. this year. Uh, SMU 38-14 over La Tech on Saturday. Oh, okay. In Dallas, I presume. It was in Dallas. Yes, okay. that's correct. At Gerald Ford Stadium, which is undergoing a $100 million renovation right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Congratulations to the Mustangs, by the way. Got into the ACC. You know, it's, it's, it's what struck me. And I'll get, we got all of my taxes coming up on the Jamie, show here. Jamie Chadwell's at Liberty now. Oh, that's right. I'm glad you're at Liberty, Jamie. I'm really glad you're at Liberty, sure. Jamie. Whew. Uh, I'm not going to keep talking about it again. Listen to the podcast. What I find fascinating about the SMU thing is that whether it is true or not, their donors believe they don't think they're going to be Clemson or something, mm-hmm. but they absolutely think they can be like the best of that private school portion in that because they just have enough money. They say they can pull it off and okay. you're in Dallas and you've got the media market. I buy that. They have convinced themselves that they're all back in. They're all energized and that they can put enough capital up to make SMU a reputable Division one power four program. I buy it. Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I listen and go, okay. I mean, you're giving me best case, but sure. That sounds like, but that sounds like a realistic goal. Yeah. Be better than Northwestern and Stanford and Cal and, and have a ton of NIL. I mean, he said, look, we're not going to mention Arch Manning. He goes, we're not going to pay 2 million to Arch Manning, but no, we're like team wide. Sure. We can pay NIL. We're, you know, he made the whole SMU joke. Hey, legal now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's right there. You know that lots of players in the Metroplex. Sure, I don't. I don't have an issue with that. But none of that sounds pie in the sky to me. Yeah, that's what you're not winning the national. They're championship. a fascinating program to me for some reason. Just like, can you take that step there? And after this long, and I mean, no bowl game at all from '84 to 2009. Yeah, and then it's a new era. It's a new era. I've heard you say it. I mean, what what happened five years ago doesn't matter anymore. No. Texas opened as an eight and a half point underdog to the Crimson Tide down to seven and a half now. Eight and a half to seven and a half. Alabama minus seven and a half in Tuscaloosa against the Longhorns. Okay, so Alabama played middle nobody state and they handled it. A, 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 a few observations from watching some of Alabama. Middle Tennessee. Milrose good. He's fine. He's a runner. He makes them more one-dimensional than they've been in the past. Certainly the last few years when they've had this run Since of really lane. when they've had this run of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Tua and Mac Jones and Bryce Young. They've they've, they've had a run there. Really. I mean, they haven't had a running quarterback under Saban. Well, he's a runner. And he's a talented runner. Um I mean, is the last running quarterback for Alabama Tyler Watts? But he was yeah, maybe. I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd think, anyway, I'd have matter. to think about it. It doesn't matter. He's a runner. They're not as good up front as I think they've been in past years. They're still good. They still have quality players. Latham's going to play in the league. Defensively, I don't know that they've got the list of dogs they used to have. Now, they still have some really good players. And they could still win 10, 11, 12 games. They're that good. But they're mortal. There's kryptonite. It's not. They're not. You don't look at them and go, oh, my God. The big gorilla's in the corner. And Yeah, they had Jalen Hurts. But Hurts wasn't a runner. Hurts is making $200 million in the NFL. He can throw. I mean, they. 
It's interesting. The game in Tuscaloosa. Ten and a half wins over under. Look, it's still Alabama. It's I'm still Nick Saban, and I'd probably bet over. Okay. But if you told me under, I'm not surprised. The game in Tuscaloosa in two, two weeks and five days is going to be fascinating. Because at least after one week, the West looks gettable. Oh, the, the, it's gettable for a lot of teams. That's what I mean. I mean, if I'm Texas A&M right now. That's my now, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm Texas A&M right now. I'm, I'm saying like, from that whole, yeah. well, it's Alabama or LSU. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. I mean, okay, here's, here's the hot take. Yeah, sure. If I'm, this isn't even overreaction Monday. This is if I'm Texas A&M, I'm going, I can win the West. If I'm Ole Miss, I'm saying, I can win the West. Dude, if I'm Arkansas or Mississippi State today, I have more optimism than I did a week ago. Things have to go right for me, but I can be in contention in the West. It's possible that two lost, a two-loss team wins Goes the West. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. You laying them, though? I don't think so. Are you not? I don't think so. Because the public's going to jump on Bama here. Yeah. Streams jumping on Bama. Yeah, I, I don't know. And decided. Okay. I don't put much stock into what Texas did in week one because I guarantee you Texas was focused on Bama. And Bama's probably focused on Texas. Bama wasn't losing to Middle Tennessee. They could play a hundred times. They could. Oregon giving seven uh, in Lubbock this week. Oregon at Texas Tech, minus seven there for the Ducks. I don't want to lay those. Ducks Ducks look pretty good. Texas Tech lost to Wyoming on Saturday night. Yeah. Ducks scored like 80 points. Did they? Who did they play? I don't know. Nobody. I mean, so Bo Nix had a day. I think everybody in, in Oregon, okay. green or gold or whatever color they wore, had a day. Okay. Uh, Missouri faces those same Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders on Saturday. Missouri giving 21 to MTSU. Lay them. Okay. You think you might have Missouri underrated? A little, maybe. If they get look, if they get quarterback play, they're going to be a good team. They're not great up front on either side, but they're not awful either. Ooh, Memphis and Arkansas State. Oh boy, that's going to be a barn burner in Yuck. Jonesboro this weekend. Yuck! Oh God! God! Somebody has to go cover that. Finishing the topic. That is the reason the SMU donors went. You know what? We're just going to. We're not doing the Memphis thing, the Arkansas State thing. We're, we're yeah, no, 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 no. Whatever the hell this cost, it's worth it because sure. we're not doing this. Sure. You know? If you want to be relevant, that this was the only path they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes all the sense in the world. Well, so he made a point. He goes, everybody keeps telling us we're losing $35 million. No, we're not. We're losing $6 million. We got $6 million from the American. Yeah. We're not losing 35 We never had 35 to begin with. We're losing 6 Yeah. We'll find 6 Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. Makes all the sense in the world. 6.30, Arizona, the Wildcats in Starkville on Saturday night. Arizona's not very good. But slides down to 10. Opened at 18. It's down to 10. I'm taking State to cover because I will be so pissed off with myself if I take Arizona and some cute little thing here and the Bulldogs just run them out of the building. Oh, yeah. No, like, what am I doing? Agreed. If Arizona makes it to the game, I'll be like, oh, well, okay, let's, let's, let's watch. But... When state's up forty-one to ten, I'm not gonna go. The humidity will be an issue for Arizona too, right? In a football game, we're doing the whole dry heat, wet heat thing. I mean, it's real. <laughs> I mean, I'm betting that if I go out and go for a five mile jog, no, in, I know in yeah, Tucson yeah. right now that I'm not dripping wet. No, you're not. If I go for a five mile jog in Starkville, I'm soaked. 
Yeah, no, you can walk in Vegas for hours and not sweat. Yeah. 38-3 over Northern Arizona was their uh, opener for the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, what do you... They beat the Lumberjacks or again, whatever they are. It's just nothing. No way to read into any more than you can read into what State did against Southeastern Louisiana. I mean, there's no one player on Southeastern Louisiana that could start for State. Mm-mm. So you're laying the points? Yes. Okay. Wisconsin uh, minus four against Washington State on uh, uh, on Saturday. That's, that's an interesting game. 6.30. Sure. Mountain West, Washington State. I'm really excited. Bless them. That's where they're headed. I feel sorry for them. I feel bad for Oregon State. I do too. Oregon State's the one I legitimately feel really bad for. Yeah, because they're legit. It's where you almost do the Big 12 thing like SMU did and go, well, just, can you let us in? See, this is right. Can I you get, just let us in? I get mad at myself last year because bowl games don't count. And I get it. But I watched those two teams in bowl games. I saw San Jose State play in a bowl game last year in Boise. They were not very good. I saw Oregon State play in a bowl game in Vegas, and they were really, really good. And Oregon State went to San Jose, and the line was like 14, and I should have just laid them, and I didn't. And Oregon State won by 30-something. It was dumb. UCLA, San Diego State, plus 13 for San Diego State. A lot of no lines. Grambling, LSU, Furman, South Carolina. What am making of South Carolina? How much of that was North uh, Carolina, and how much of that was South Carolina? A lot of it was just North Carolina's good. Again, Drake May's really good. He made plays that Spencer Rattler couldn't make. The only thing about South Carolina that, that and I didn't I didn't get glued into it because I was watching the Tulane game and I also had the Cubs game on, so I just saw parts of it. But South Carolina was having a hard time moving the ball down the field. Their offense was dinking a lot. Rattler on a stat line looks great, but yes, it did not feel like that in real time watching because he was 30 of 39 for 353 but it just didn't a lot of eight nine yard completion they never really pushed the ball down the field yeah they bogged down in the red zone bad yeah if you this what's funny we're we're doing all this on drake you know from a straight old school stats wise spencer rattler 30 of 39 353 zero and zero drake may 24 of 32 269 two and two Mm. and yet I know what I saw. I know who I would take. Well, QBR backs that up. On a 0 to 100 scale, QBR for Drake May on Saturday, 87. QBR for Spencer Rattler, 44. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know what my eyes told me. Yeah, South Carolina's leading rusher went 12 for 23 yards and is a team against North Carolina. South Carolina rushed 31 times for negative two yards. Won't win that. If that's your offensive line... You are screwed in this league. I think so. You're screwed. Although the East. And Shane Beamer comes out and goes, those are our guys. That's all we got. That was his quote on Saturday night. Oof. Good luck. Yeah, I'm starting to buy on Missouri, maybe. Ooh. Just to win. Well, shouldn't we be buying on Kentucky? They've got Devin Leary. They're always a fairly physical team. Yeah, They're not bad. They're solid. So. Why no. is Kentucky not the team that finishes third in the East? Well, that's a good point. I probably would pick ten, I'd probably would pick Kentucky. Because I think today I'd now. pick Kentucky to beat Missouri. I'd go Kentucky three, Missouri four. And then fill out the rest. Carolina. Probably Carolina five, Florida six, Vandy seven. I mean, Graham Mertz did throw for a lot of yards on Thursday. Okay. They play McNeese. They're going to get a win on, yeah. on on Saturday against the Cowboys. Enjoy it. 
Uh, is that about it? Let's see. Anything else? Tennessee. No, that's not right. Um, Southern Miss, Florida State is on uh, Saturday. Florida State minus 28 in Tallahassee against the Golden Eagles. Okay. If I'm Will, I just send my backups. Yeah. Because no, they have Tulane the next week. Save it for the game, Sunbelt games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what? Okay, here's, here's the question from last night. Travis obviously was really good. Mm-hmm. Keon Coleman was hell last night. Was he? Yeah, yeah three touchdowns. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he was worth every penny last night. Every single penny. Is LSU going to keep Harold Perkins playing middle linebacker? Because if so, they take him out of the football game. He's not even he he doesn't do the one thing he does well. And Florida State just moved around him the entire game. Now Florida State's good; they could do those things in ways other teams, some teams can't. Yeah, well, but I, it looked bad. I heard Brian Kelly's quote, and it was along the lines of, "You know, that's he's having to learn how to be a linebacker." That last year they just said, "See ball, get ball." Why don't you still see ball, get ball? Figure that it's. I, I know. That's where you want to look at the schedule and go. Can we make sure you play LSU in week three, not week twelve? Because oh, now's be the time you want to play them. Look, they got to go to state next week. Jake Daniels looked a little disjointed last night. It just didn't. It was seventeen seventeen. I mean, it was close for a half, all that stuff. But then once it started turning, look, we hate this word. LSU laid down. No moss. LSU didn't want any more at one point last night. They quit. Yeah, I didn't see they quit. it. I was, they, I was they, long gone by that point. They but, quit. Oh, that's not a good sign when you quit in week one. Yeah, I mean, as Edward said, they got bullied. The whole second half, they completely got bullied. Including Mike Norvell scoring again there late when he didn't even have to. He could have just ran it out. That was Norvell making a point, I'm guessing. He made it. I mean, you looked up and went. Eh. Well, now listen. Let's, again, let's do some. Let's do the credit thing for a minute. He has very quietly established a really good team. He has. There were some signs last year that they were they were emerging. You talk about teams that have NIL going. They may have the most effective NIL program in the country. They've done an excellent job. They're way ahead. A lot of. Credit Stephen Ponder on that. That's true. Yes, um, their their NIL program is elite, and I think I think Norvell's a good coach. We talked about this when Ole Miss was replacing Matt Luke in that week that resulted in Ole Miss hiring Lane Kiffin. That if you could have anybody, that maybe the guy that you would want, and look, it's worked out really, really well for Ole Miss with Lane. Don't get me wrong. You know, Norvell made a lot of sense, what he did at Memphis. Memphis hasn't been the same since Mike Norvell left. He's he's legit. Yeah, sure. He's got a good staff. They've got really good players. A lot of people think that quarterback's a first-round pick. And again, the NIL program there is And the strong. thing nobody's talking about last night was they look really physical defensively in their front seven. Everybody talks about Travis and Coleman sure. and all that stuff, but I thought they were really, really physical in their front seven last night. Yeah, no, they've recruited well. They've developed well. Yeah. They're doing a lot of things. So I think you have to factor that in before you completely write LSU off. Sure. And saying that LSU did not look like a playoff team last no. night in any capacity. No, obviously not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so 
look, LA, hey, pull their deal up. LSU schedule suddenly gets a little iffy. I was looking at this uh, earlier this morning. LSU football schedule. So they've got, I mean, hey, they're not a bunch of gimmies here. Get grambling on Saturday, chance to get well. They got to go to Mississippi State on the 16th. I've watched LSU teams go to Mississippi State and struggle. You have too. Yeah, sure. Then they get Arkansas at home. They go to Ole Miss, to Missouri, Auburn at home. I know, but I mean, if they're not a great team, they're just a good team. I mean, on paper, Ole Miss is the, clearly the hardest game, but there are several where you can get popped there if you're not ready to play. I mean, I, I, listen, I agree you with can, that. You can, you can. I mean, I agree with what you said. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that if if they're if they're gettable, and last night they were pretty gettable. Mississippi State's not a gimme. Arkansas is not a gimme. At Ole Miss is certainly not a gimme, and I'm just going to tell you, at Missouri is not a gimme. If Jaden Daniels is just going to be a pedestrian quarterback, those games are all in danger at that point. Yeah. And he looked out of sync last night. And if Perkins is just going to be an average player, now they'll get Mason Smith back now. That helps. And that's going to help a lot. But he wasn't winning the game last night. So, yeah, we'll, I know. you know, again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not suddenly telling you that Mississippi State and Arkansas and Ole Missouri Miss and, and Texas, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, if the, if LSU is not going to be a powerhouse, well then then they're not going to sweep all those games either. Yeah. So Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, we'll tell you about them real quick. Women's basketball tickets on sale for just fifty dollars per season tickets. You can get men's and women's basketball season tickets at OleMissTicks.com. and then also the uh, foundation is starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns for football. Go to give2athletics.com to sign up today for those. Again, that is give2athletics, T-O, give2athletics.com. I'll have uh, what he said, what he meant up to you later today. That's brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, uh, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Get in touch with them at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured. Riverland Services, Mississippi, and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town, Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best, and that's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town, Oxford is next door to the University Um it offers spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, 
each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort, whether it's a weekend binge-watching session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on the Rebels with your friends. The community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break don't break up the game. Grab your friends. Uh, pick out your favorite floor plan. Reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. It's College Town Oxford. This must be the place. You can also call them at 662 Podcast is brought to you by Johnstonell Creamery, johnstonellcreamery.com. Ole Miss back at home in a couple weeks against Georgia Tech. That's a night game, plenty of time to tailgate in the Grove. Let them handle those tailgate packages for you. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on the size of your party. You can do the uh, you can order on the website and pick up at Chicory Market to specify the game you're ordering for. If you'd like to pick up on Friday or Saturday, they also are doing a limited amount of grazing tables for football season. So if you're having if you're interested in having them set one up, you can fill out the inquiry form under our services on the website. That's johnstillcreamery.com. Again, they have everything from uh, charcuterie trays, assorted sandwich trays, fruit, the cheesecake dip, which is a hit, the uh, desserts, crudite, and much more. Great pepper jellies. Johnstillcreamery.com. Again, that is 662-419-9201. Auburn is at Berkeley on Saturday. It is a 930 central start on uh, Saturday <laughs> for uh, for that one. And it is, um, let's see, what's the line? The line is seven points now. It opened at five and a half. It's now at seven in favor of the Tigers at the Bears. If we'll Ole, see. If Ole Miss wins on Saturday, there will be, I'm guessing, a lot of uh, drunk Cal fans in New Orleans watching on the big screens in the bars. <laughs> Around six o'clock, you head out, dinner and bar, and a couple hours later, you go, you know what? Go Bears. That's Suddenly, everybody likes Justin Wilcox. He is still there. Yeah, been there for a minute. Hugh finally gets his trip to Berkeley. He does. It's good. Stanford, USC, 9.30 on Saturday night. 29 the line. I'll lay that. I'd probably lay them. Stanford sucks. Yeah. They're bad. And if you need more football, midnight. Albany, New York is at Hawaii. Oof. Couldn't pay you to stay up till 3 a.m. for Hawaii and Albany, New York. No. I can't. No. I doubt if I'm I doubt if I'm up for Auburn Cal at the end. You can do an SEC Pac twelve doubleheader if you're in New Orleans. Ole Miss is gonna finish up and then you six thirty you get Arizona, Mississippi State, and then nine thirty you get Cal and Auburn. So you get you get the back to backs. You there. got big dinner reservation, Jed, or uh Saturday? No. I mean, you know how this works. Yeah, you get you out. Just don't it's, know. it's 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 whatever. Um I mean Friday will have time for some stuff, but no, Saturday's uh not two thirty game, probably not over till six. Now yeah. the good news is on the road. Ole Miss is it's in and out, out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Ole mean, Miss will be back at home by like nine. Yeah, they will be out of that stadium 30 minutes after it ends. Yeah. On the plane and headed I mean, back. Well, on the bus, headed to the plane, getting right. out, yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is it is a machine that is solely focused on getting they out They are faster now. than they've ever been. Yeah. I mean, it is it is quick getting out of there. Um, To the point where sometimes as a – way inside baseball here. Journalistically, you start thinking, is it even worth going? Because yeah, you're not getting much. Because you just so don't get fast. much at all. It's so quick. Yeah, I know. I've definitely, definitely thought about that. Um, Let's see real quick. Let's kind of close this thing up. Uh, week two is fun. I mean, there are a lot of good games. I mean, I am, I am pretty interested in this week of college football. 
it's, it's it's much better than last week. Last week was rough. It's a good week. Um, the one that everybody's already highlighting is that week that Ole Miss plays Alabama. That is a day. I oh, mean, really? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there is neat stuff all the way through the league that day. I'm pulling it up. What's that week four? I guess it's four. I think that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to the schedule here. So is Team USA out of this basketball thing, or they, can they lose again? Like, what, what's I don't going know. on? They I got know. beat by Lithuania. Is that right? Um, yeah, I know. There's a big game Wednesday. Canada and um, Luca's team is that Latvia? I think that's correct. Good job. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. So week four in the SEC: UAB at Georgia, Ole Miss at Alabama, Arkansas at LSU, UTSA at Tennessee. Auburn at Texas A&M, Memphis at Missouri, Mississippi State at South Carolina, Kentucky at Vanderbilt, Charlotte at Florida. It's a good day. Pretty good day. It's a really interesting day. Ole Miss and Alabama will be what time? I mean, I guess they'll wait and see what Alabama does with Texas. If they win, it's 2.30, right? I think it's 2.30. I mean, the only other ones that you'd think about for 2.30 right there – I mean, you could not, not LSU's already lost a game. They, 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 the, the shine's off. Um, Auburn at A&M. Who does Auburn play the rest of the week? Or this week, Auburn's like got Cal. Cal. I don't know next week. Maybe that one, but I, I think but you get Nick and Lane and the whole deal. And no, I think it's Ole Miss Alabama unless one of them loses Saturday. Now, if Texas beats Alabama, they might go, ah, you know what? Let's go to College Station. Let's see if there's some magic happening here. Ar- Arkansas, LSU, and Baton Rouge feels like a night game, ESPN. It does. Um, Mississippi State, South Carolina feels like the early game. Kentucky Vanderbilt feels like the 3 o'clock game that you yeah, bury hidden game. on SEC Network. UAB, Georgia feels like ESPN U game. UTSA Tennessee's got that ESPN two vibe to it. I doubt if they care about Memphis and Missouri. You could put that at eleven a.m. on one of the things, and they obviously care. Charlotte and ESPN, Charlotte and Florida is already SEC Network Plus. No, I'm, I'm guessing two thirty for Ole Miss Alabama. I see here it's cart before horse, obviously, but they're talking in the stream about what Ole Miss would have to do to host game day for LSU said obviously be undefeated because the biggest challenge to that is that SC is at Colorado that day. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd have to be undefeated, and then you'd need LSU to get hot. Yeah, they can't have – I mean – They can't stumble against State or Arkansas. And frankly, them losing might already be enough to kill it. Yeah. The the game down the road that's got the big feel to it in Oxford is A&M here. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can get if, there. If everybody can get there. Get there. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So talk a good bit of NFL on the show tomorrow. Um we'll look at the week if, one games in NFL season. If Colorado has a pulse, they're gonna go there for SC. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame them. No, it's it's it is what it is. They, I mean, they haven't been to Colorado in ever. I don't know. I mean, probably before, but yeah, it's been a minute. And you get the Dion show and you get Travis Hunter and the whole deal. And you get Caleb Williams, and you can build the Heisman thing up, and you can, yeah. I mean, come on, I get it. A lot of low hanging fruit on that on that vibe. I mean, if you're in the meeting room on that one, you're like, yeah, I mean, we've. I can fill three hours, guys. We've been to Oxford a couple of times here recently. 
That, we'll still send, like, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll do a little thing. Yeah, we'll so. do some things, but this makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, your opener on uh, NFL, by the way, on Thursday night, Kansas City hosting Detroit is, uh, yeah. is the week one game. Again, we'll go through a bunch of week one games, talk some NFL here uh, tomorrow for uh, for that one. Your night games, though, just for the, uh, the purposes. Buffalo at the Jets is Monday night. And Dallas at Giants is Sunday night. Oh. Kind of go ahead and getting started on your uh, your prime time NFL for Week One. Dallas so. and the Giants. I'm, I'm sign me up. Yep, that is uh that is the the setup for that. So anyway, all right, back tomorrow. Take care, RebelGrove.com. In the meantime, good bit of content there, and we'll talk to you then.